Americans still stuck in Afghanistan. This is really turning into a hostage situation. Extra unemployment benefits expiring. The benefits really helped me. A plea from people in New Orleans. The president, the government, everybody, please help us. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. The Taliban says it has now taken full control of Afghanistan, capturing the last major province, Panjshir, just north of Kabul. It comes as hundreds of Americans and others with U.S. visas are still stuck trying to get out. Correspondent Charlie Daggett is in Doha, Qatar. Satellite photos of the airport in Mazar Sharif, north of Kabul, show six passenger planes on the runway. Among a thousand or so people trying to leave on those planes, are dozens of American citizens. All the Taliban would tell us is they're looking into it. Senior Republican Foreign Affairs Committee member Michael McCall accused the group of holding Americans hostage. Six airplanes with American citizens on them as I speak, uh, also with these interpreters, and the Taliban is holding them hostage for demands. The state has cleared uh, these flights and the Taliban will not let them leave the airport. Fighting has been raging in the Panjshir Valley, north of Kabul. After surrounding the region, the Taliban intensified fighting over the weekend and have now raised their flag in an apparent sign of victory. Expanded federal unemployment benefits expired today in this country. They gave me peace of mind. I didn't have to worry about that. And I could concentrate on looking for a job. At least seven and a half million people have been getting 300 extra dollars a week. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh tells CBS News the government is still lending a hand. We're working uh, through the Department of Labor, through our American Job Centers to connect people with jobs. And in those states that are still having a difficult time with the variant, if we see numbers go up, they have the ability to use the American Rescue Plan money to extend the benefits if they'd like in each state. 26 states had already ended extra jobless benefits. More than a week after Hurricane Ida slammed Louisiana, more than half a million people still have no power. Food, water, and fuel are still hard to come by in some places. An investigation is underway in conditions at a warehouse where hundreds of nursing home residents were taken during the storm. Several died. CBS's Jesse Mitchell is outside. They were hungry, they were thirsty, crying for, you know, out, they were in pain. Nurse Natalie Henderson rode out the hurricane inside a warehouse here in Independence, Louisiana, where hundreds of nursing home residents were packed in just before Ida hit. Patients on mattresses on the floor with no social distancing. Health officials were told the residents were not being fed or changed. The whole place is reeking of urine and feces. They're begging for water. Some residents in some of the hardest-hit Louisiana towns have given up, facing sweltering heat, gas, and food shortages. They're leaving the state until the power returns. The remnants of Ida unleashed catastrophic floods in the Northeast, killing dozens there. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. Our infrastructure as a state, as a country, is not up to the task that is in front of us in terms of these storms. President Biden will visit hard-hit parts of New York and New Jersey tomorrow. The CDC says the country as a whole is now averaging more than 150,000 new COVID cases a day. But it hasn't stopped many people from traveling this Labor Day weekend. Correspondent Errol Barnett is at Reagan International Airport. The TSA is reporting that more than 3.5 million travelers pass through airports on Friday and Saturday alone. That is more than twice as many than last year. It is, though, still fewer 
uh, holiday weekend flights than before the pandemic. One travel data company says the best time to travel today is uh, before 11 a.m. And the worst time is between 1 p.m. and 5 p.m. this evening. COVID cases are rising in states where schools opened earliest. CBS's Lisa Mateo looks at the numbers. A new study says at least 1,000 schools across 35 states have shut their doors to in-person learning since the beginning of the school year. Burbio, a New York-based service that tracks K-12 reopening trends, says many have closed from one day to several weeks, with most switching back to remote or hybrid learning. Police in North Lakeland, Florida, say a former Marine who served in Iraq and Afghanistan was wearing full body armor when he allegedly shot and killed four people, including a mother cradling her three-month-old baby. An 11-year-old girl was wounded several times. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judge says James Riley was then wounded in a shootout with officers. His girlfriend said he made zero statements about being violent to those people. It simply appears that he just happened to be the unlucky one mowing the yard, and that's where Brian stopped. Officials in Houston say firefighters found four people shot to death, two of them children, after they put out a house fire there. Police Chief Troy Finner. I'm angry when anybody loses their life in our city to violence, but especially angry when it's small kids. They hadn't even lived their life. He calls it an act of domestic violence and says they're looking for a suspect. Divers in the Gulf of Mexico have gotten to the bottom of a miles-long oil spill that surfaced and spread just south of Port Fortune, Louisiana, after Hurricane Ida. They've identified a one-foot diameter pipeline that broke open after it was displaced from a trench on the ocean floor. Firefighters in Northern California have reined in the massive flames of a wildfire that forced tens of thousands of evacuations. KOVR-TV's Renee Santos is in South Lake Tahoe. It's a Labor Day weekend turned homecoming. Filled with gratitude from people who were dangerously close to the fire. Part of Highway 50 at the Nevada state line is open to traffic again. Many locals are back on the road. Grateful South Lake Tahoe remained untouched by the Caldor fire that forced mass evacuations out of the area just a week ago. It feels great. And they're coming in slowly, a little bit of time, unlike when they were leaving, which is a traffic jam. Just really, really happy. Now ready to get back to what South Lake Tahoe once was. The idea of losing our history, that was more devastating than just losing my own home. Winter didn't feel much like winter in New Zealand. The country's just wrapped up its warmest season on record. Temperatures averaged 50 degrees through June, July, and August. Scientists blame warmer winds than usual from the north and warmer sea temperatures. A tennis star is giving up the game for now. Naomi Osaka says she's taking an indefinite break from tennis, saying it doesn't bring her joy anymore. Her announcement comes after a crushing third-round loss at the U.S. Open. Oh, wow. That match on ESPN. Osaka has lost her composure. Osaka, obviously frustrated, smashed her racket not once. Lost her cool there. But twice, as fans booed her, she ultimately left the court in tears. Osaka's a four-time Grand Slam champion. She took a mental health break earlier this year after dropping out of the French Open. Monica Ricks, CBS News. An Asian superhero strikes box office gold. You are a product of all who came before you. Marvel, Shang-Chi, and the Legend of the Ten Rings broke the Labor Day record for openings with more than $71 million in ticket sales. And that's the World News Roundup for Labor Day Monday, September 6th. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.